everybody, it's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast. I am so excited today to bring you my conversation with Shira Gill. And Shira is, um, I'm going to read what she says she is and what her mission is, but all of the information will be on the show notes. But I really want you to hear the conversation we have because it's super inspiring and she's just filled with wisdom and a lot of great tips. Um, But it says that she merges the principles of minimalism while life coaching, home organization, and interior styling. Her mission is to inspire people to clarify their core values so they can clear mental and physical clutter and create space for what they truly care about to live their best lives. And so I would say she's a great fit for Great Big Yes, and I know you're going to love her. Um, She is literally transforming lives with this program. And so I'm excited for you to hear. Um, Here she is, Shira Gill. Enjoy. Thanks again for being here. All right. Well, I am so excited today to be talking to Shira Gill. Hi, Shira. How are you? Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, for the listeners, I just want to tell you guys, you are in for a real treat today because Shira is... um, well, she's just a lot of things. She's a coach and she is, um, she helps you like organize your closet, but so much more than that, like streamline your life and simplify your life. And so I actually participated in one of her programs and um, it was life changing. I told her I've been channeling her as I've been walking through Target. <laughs> I've been channeling <laughs> her as I cleaned out my office space. And so she Love it. really has... Um, helped me so much. And so I can't wait to share her with you. And I think one of the things that I discovered as I was cleaning out my closet is that this is really spiritual work. And um, what you had, even today, I think you're on um, Real Simple and and talking about um, just how it's so much more than um, just kind of figuring out like your clothes in your closet, but really kind of what that means for you personally. So we're going to talk about a lot of that today, and um, I just love all of it, but I'm going to um, start with just asking you to kind of introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are and what you do. Okay. I love it. Um, So yeah, I've been trying to figure out a new um, job title for myself for (laughs) 10 years (laughs) Um, because I basically the best way I can describe it is like I'm a hybrid between a life coach and a home organizer and a stylist and a wardrobe consultant. So it's like all of these things blended into one. Um, And I don't have a name for it. So if anyone (laughs) has a name, please email me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But really, I guess, simply put, like I help people really clarify um, their core values and their priorities and then set up their home and their closet and, you know, even the way they dress and the way they show up um, based on those values and really how they want to show up in the world and live. Right. Totally. And I love one of the things that you have had us do at the beginning of the program was to really kind of think of like what our style is. And that was super challenging. Mm. Um, Yeah, it is because I think like in order to define your style, you have to really think about like, what does your ideal life look like? What are you looking to accomplish? What are your goals? What are your priorities? And, and so it's so much more than just like, how do you want to dress and what clothes do you like? Um, I think I love that you said it's spiritual work because I think, um, that is like, there's often a misconception, you know, when I tell people like at a dinner party, what I do and I just say, I'm a professional organizer because it's kind of easier Yeah. and people get this idea of like, you know, just sitting and putting labels on boxes, <laughs> but I think yeah. 
really, <laughs> it's so much more about helping people figure out how they want to live. Yeah. Um, and so I created the program that you took, the Virtual Closet Makeover Program, to really help. Um, it's particularly for busy women who are overwhelmed and feel like they're just kind of sick of drowning in clutter and disorganization and not really showing up with intention. Yes. And, um, and so we do start the course by just really thinking about like, how do you want to show up? How do you want to feel in your clothes? What would your ideal space look like? Um, and that's what keeps it so interesting and, and really gratifying for me to do this work because it really is helping people change their lives, not just change their physical spaces. That's kind of like a great bonus. Yes. Well, and what's so interesting when you think about your style is I realized that even that had been cluttered to me. Like I'm from mm. the Midwest and I moved to the South. So now I'm in Texas. And when I got here, I was joking that I like became Stevie Nicks. Like all of a sudden, I'm like... <laughs> Everything was like flowy and whatever. I love it. I'm like a J. Crew girl. So I was kind of like, <laughs> who am I? And it's yeah. at the perfect time because <laughs> I literally, <laughs> I I literally was looking in my closet and I was like, whose clothes are these? Like, what happened to me? Like, yeah. Lost in a sea of like, I was a chameleon and I was changing for the environment that I was in and almost like, I thought about this during the Christmas season here when I would like go to parties. When I used to go to parties, I would like go and get a new outfit every time. Mm -hmm. And um, it would be like some weird, like shiny Christmas <laughs> outfit that like doesn't fit me <laughs> the rest of the year. And right. I was like, what am I doing in a costume? <laughs> And so this year, what yes. was so cool is because I had defined my style through your program, I wore the things that I already had that were me. And so if a white mm. button down is the classic style that I see myself as, that I'm most comfortable in, uh -huh. if that's the classic style, that's okay for Christmas. You dress that up with a necklace. You dress that up with earrings. You have your fancy pants on or whatever, but you're still you. You're right. not in some you're weird still costume. still you. Yeah. And so for yes. me, that yes. style piece, yes, yes, yes. That style piece is like so key because it's freeing. It's like, I don't have to get more things to become who I think I need to be. I am who I think I need to be. I am myself and I get to show up as myself, no matter if it's Christmas or New Year's or whatever. <laughs> I mean, right? Well, so I when, love that so much yeah. because I think also a lot of the times people think they just have to keep adding more to figure out their style. and. Yeah. I think my theory is really it's about subtraction, not addition. It's about stripping Amen. away the stuff that doesn't make sense yeah. and then finding the really good stuff that's actually probably already in your closet. Yeah. But it's just buried. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I had kind of the same epiphany as you. I for years had this like pair of khaki pants and this like starchy button down shirt that I think I always had because I felt like you have to have that like as an adult and yes. you know what if there's a job interview and I need khakis and <laughs> it took me years to kind of realize like wait I'm an adult and I can wear whatever I want and whatever feels good and right. the khakis are not me at all and it was so liberating yeah. to just like say adios 
Oh, I love it. Yes. So when my husband, my husband, I laugh because my husband does not like khakis. And we used to live in this town where everyone was like constantly dressed up. Like everyone like played golf and like, I don't know, but like you'd just be hanging out with friends and they'd be in khakis. And he's like, I never want to wear khakis. I am. Yeah. I don't want to wear khakis. And so when we moved to Austin, Texas and everyone's in shorts and flip-flops, he's like the happiest person. Oh, I love and that. You can actually see his personality more. Like he's comfortable in his right. like, skin and in his clothes. And like the way he carries himself is different. When we feel comfortable in what we're wearing, we show up fully free as ourselves. A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I had the same thing with dresses. I think you know this from being in my program behind the scenes, but I do not like dresses and I don't feel comfortable in dresses. And as you know, I own only one dress. I'm so excited you're talking um, about this. We have got to share this with everybody. It's so (laughs) empowering. Yeah. So I, this was like another kind of aha moment of like, God, I just love being an adult and being able to do whatever I want because I had a lifetime of like trying to wear dresses because I'm a girl and you're supposed to wear dresses, (laughs) but I always just felt like not me. And, you know, I'm a pretty feminine woman. So it wasn't about that. It was just, there was something about wearing a dress that just always felt kind of wrong to me. Yeah. And yet I did it because, you know, like there were weddings and baby showers and you're supposed to wear a dress. And, um, so I finally, I think it was just in the past few years that I just got rid of all of the dresses and I only kept this one that is just the most simple, you know, black maxi dress that I can wear to anything and everything that really requires, um, you know, like a black tie event or I've worn it to a funeral with like a black shawl over it. But I found I can take this one like black dress and dress it up, dress it down, do anything like make it whatever I need it to be yeah, and eliminate all the other excess that was just sitting there because it was kind of like a big pile of shoulds. You know, I should have this. Yes. Um, and then recently, this was just a few weeks ago, my husband and I were invited to a black tie event and I took it a step further and I thought, you know what? I don't want to wear a dress, so I'm not going to. So I ended up wearing like black skinny pants and a black blazer. I kind of channeled Diane Keaton. Love it. And I wore black heels and I felt so good and so empowered and it was wow. all fine. You know, like I met the standard of wearing all black and being elevated, but it was like, I felt like I kind of showed up as me. And oh, I love that. Yeah. And I- I love that you show, well, number, I have so many things to say. A blazer to me is like so awesome. Like (laughs) black blazer with anything. I mean, you could put that on with jeans and you look like put together. Like I love the blazer thing, but, um, I'm obsessed with the fact that you have one dress. I think it's amazing. And, um, (laughs) then you showed a picture of it on something. Like, I can't remember where I saw it. You showed it somewhere. Yeah, it was Instagram. So what is it made out of? Like, what's the material of it? So I feel like it's like some sort of cotton blend. Like it's definitely not a silk or anything that needs to be dry cleaned. So it's also like very low maintenance. Right. Um, And just to give your listeners a sense if they're interested, it's a strapless dress. It's black. It's kind of just goes straight down. And, um, and it's, it looks, you know, I think very nice and classic and chic kind of Jackie. Um, but it is so simple 
that I think really like I could wear it with anything. And I've done like flat sandals for a day event. I've done like black stiletto heels and jewelry and bright lipstick. So yeah. I, I kind of think of it as like this clean slate that I can like add anything to, to yeah. make it what I want it to be, which is what I love because I think ultimately like getting dressed and playing with fashion should be fun and should be, be creative. Fun. Yes. Um, and I think it's so stressful for most people and they feel like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Are people going to make fun of me? Am I going to be judged? Right. And so I think like, I just invite people to really figure out what they like organically feel good in mm -hmm. and just rock it out because I think really what people respond to is confidence. Yes. It's less about the actual clothes and more how you show up in the clothes. Well, it's so true. And you mentioned, you said should a couple of times, and I don't know if you've ever heard this, but I have a friend who told me once when I was talking, I think I said, well, I should, I should, I should. Mm. She's like, you got to be careful. You're going to should all over yourself. <laughs> yes. And I was like, it's so true. Um, yeah. I so love that. Yeah. There's none of that shoulding like there, you know, but I think as you get older, you realize that more, like, I think when you're younger, there is this chameleon kind of feeling like I need to fit in. Like I yeah. watch my kids go through that where like they need it. Like I remember every girl in junior high was wearing the same exact outfit. They had a North Face <laughs> coat and like Ugg boots or whatever. Of and, course. And you were just like nothing if you couldn't wear that, you know? And I remember meeting, like I'm older than you, but like we, our big thing was guest jeans and like you needed a pair oh, yeah. of, you know? And so there's always that. But one of the other things you mentioned um, too, which is that the dress is easy to care for. It's not like high maintenance. And one right. of the life-changing things in your, um, <laughs> in your program that helped me so much, and it seems so funny, but okay. So you said that you only have two towels per person in your family. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that your laundry is done like once a week or whatever. Yes. And that like changed my life. I literally oh, that's hysterical. I, I remember I posted a picture of it in the group because I was like, okay, I just got rid of like 30 towels and someone <laughs> from my wedding 25 years ago. Amazing. Um, but it's like, why, you know, and then it makes you think of all these things. Like, why are you holding on to something like that? Or why? Right. Why do you feel like you need to have a stuffed closet? Like I have a very large, I'm very lucky. My closet's beautiful. It's big. And it's like, there's no, like, I felt like the empty space would stress me out. And I remember mm -hmm. part of the program you talked about, like, even as you're emptying, emptying your drawers and kind of putting things back in your drawers. And one of the things you talked about is like, like, seriously, how many times do you really work out a week? Like, do you need 20 workout clothes? And I was right. like, you know, um, and so all of that, like making space, like where there was space in the drawer or where there's space in the closet. Like, I think that it's fascinating that as humans, we try it's almost like that space makes us nervous. Like, how are we going to, really? how are we going to face ourselves in right. that space? Right. And so it's like anything else we do in life with the whole like thing with buffering. I know. Um, and I'll just mention here, Brooke Castillo of, um, the life coach school is how I found you on her podcast. Oh, nice. And, um, she has, she talks about buffering and like how to like, um, you know, stop over drinking, how to stop overeating and all of that. But I think like shopping and kind of keeping things and like filling things up is all part of that same instinct we have is like, Oh yeah. It's so huge. And I think 
you know, managing the desire to consume is a huge part of the work that I do in the coaching because, you know, I generally ask my one-on-one -on -one clients to go on a spending freeze while we're working together, you know, decluttering and organizing. It's like an invitation to kind of press pause on the consumerism and the just bringing things in and in and in and everything you bring in your house is a new thing you have to manage and care for and organize and clean. And so for me, it's really important that people experiment with like, what if I press pause on buying yes. and see what comes up? And it's very uncomfortable um, yes. for most people because I mean, A, there's so much pressure everywhere we go. Everything is like an advertisement telling us our life is going to be better with more. Yes. And, you know, it's so pervasive in our society that I think to go against that feels so counterintuitive. And then I think what I find is that people are often shopping, I would say 99% of the time, not because they actually need something like how yeah. many of us actually need a new sweater or a new handbag? Right. Um, it's really more like I'm bored or I'm lonely or, you know, I'm trying to fill something. And so when you take that away, you do have to sit with a lot of discomfort. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're willing to do that and really kind of examine what's coming up and what might be a better solution, you know, other than kind of bin shopping. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the other side of it is so worth the discomfort. Yes. But you have to like be willing to be uncomfortable. You do. And you also have to kind of examine, like I talk to people a lot about getting comfortable with negative space and, yes. you know, even like I just set up a family in a new home and you know, we did the kind of towel rule of like two towels per person. Mm -hmm. And we had this beautiful linen closet set up with folded towels and they had everything they needed and nothing more, but there were like three empty shelves. And so to me, that's like, oh, wonderful. And for them, they were like, wait, what do we do with these shelves? Right? <laughs> like something is wrong here. So yeah. I think it's almost retraining our eye to appreciate empty space and get comfortable with empty space and not immediately just stuff it with things. Oh, I love that. And I think about that visually, like as far as um, like my house goes, I don't like a lot of like clutter. Like I don't have a lot of like picture frames up and like different like nicky nacky things. I like it to be kind of clean, but then it's weird because you open my closets and it's a mess. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm getting there to understanding that when I walk in my closet and I feel like it's overstuffed and it's, there's too much. It, then my mental state and my emotional state follow suit and get chaotic. Yep. Totally. And, and so when you clean it, you go, Oh, emotionally and mentally right now, I feel at peace, like a very Zen feeling when I have it clean. Uh -huh. But what I think has happened too with the whole, whole like organizing and cleaning thing is it became like another thing on the to-do list. Right. Like a task, like, oh, I'm yeah. going to figure out how now I have to like to be, you know, it's kind of like to be the perfect mom, my house needs to look like Pinterest and I have to make the cookies like Pinterest and I have to have a closet <laughs> like Pinterest, right? Right. What I loved about the way that you approached it was it wasn't like that. It wasn't a should or it wasn't a like shame sort of thing. It was like, it's okay. I mm -hmm. see where you are. 
It's totally fine. There was so much grace, like, and like laughter and joy in it. And like you said, you should enjoy getting dressed. Like this should be fun. And so for me, it felt like decluttering became freedom. It it wasn't like a thing to, like, I looked forward to it. Like now I look forward to decluttering because I know on the other side of that, there's this freedom. I love that so much. And that really was my goal because I think most people like you totally dread, you know, the process of decluttering and organizing. And I'm kind of a rare bird where I've always loved it. Like I find it meditative. It's what I do for fun in my free time. (laughs) And so I think I've always wanted to figure out how to share that with other people. Like this doesn't have to be, you know, a loathsome, burdensome task. This can actually be, as you so eloquently said, like a path to freedom, something that feels liberating and feels good and feels creative and even fun. Yes. Um, And I love um, the minimalists um, ask this question, um, how might your life be better with less? Mm, And I think just that question, like there's so much to explore there because most people I think are focused on the opposite of like, I don't want to give things up. I, you know, what if I need it? Somebody give it to me, you know, and I think all of those kind of questions and thoughts keep you kind of stuck and rooted in fear and scarcity. Yes. So I love the question so much, how might your life be better with less? Because it's kind of an invitation to just get curious about your stuff. And I really think like there is no one size fits all solution when it comes to, you know, clutter and organization. Like somebody's version of success is going to be really different from another person's and that's okay. Um, you know, like my version is really pretty minimal. Like my kids have two pairs of shoes and that works really well for our family. But, you know, I tell other clients that and they're like, you're (laughs) insane. (laughs) And like, my kids are not going to have two pairs of shoes. Like we have church every Sunday or we go to this or we go to that or we need the rain boots or the snow boots. Right. Yeah. I'm like, that's fine. Like, let's figure out your perfect amount. Right. Well, and just, I mean, I, and that's totally a whole nother subject, like with the kids and the families and all of that. But as far as even for myself, like what I realized too, is sometimes the things that I was holding on to were when I, for when I was a different size or when I was a different age or right. when, and And it's kind of like that quote, and I'm going to botch it, but it's like that where it says, you know, um, let go of the life that you think you're supposed to have so you can live the life that you actually do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Or that you want. Yes. And so there's this like, um, there is, you use the word stuck. You can become stuck in kind of, um, I don't know, it's the past, but also maybe the vision of what you think it should be. Like I should want to wear this or I should fit in these skinny jeans or, Mm -hmm. and all of that really does is it, it keeps you stuck. Like you said, in scarcity, but also just in, um, it doesn't allow you to live free as who you are. And I'm, I'm just big about like everyone saying yes to the life that they're creating for themselves now, like moving forward, like everything whatever happened before. Okay. Like offer yourself grace and move on. Like now it's time to say yes to creating the life that you love and living, like waking up every day and being excited. And when you actually have like less visual clutter in your closet, you walk in there and it is 
it is so freeing to get dressed and be like right. excited about what's in there. Because even if you have five things and you love every single thing and it fits you really well, then you're way more powerful than having 40 things in there that, you know, are ripped or don't fit you or make you feel sad. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it's, you actually end up feeling much more abundant yes. when you have less but better, you know, yes. than when you have all of this quantity, but you're lacking the quality and the intention and all of that. Oh my gosh. Yes, totally. Okay. So like, say you were going to give one tip to listeners right now. Um, like as far as something they could do to start, like, what would you say? Well, so a few things like first, I would really start with just the intentionality. Like if you're sitting, looking at your cluttered, disorganized home and you don't know where to start, the first thing I really would do is ask yourself the question, what does your ideal life look like? Oh, I love uh, like that. before you even touch your stuff or a donation bag, I think you really have to get focused and intentional on answering that question. Um, and once that has kind of crystallized, I think then like what belongs and what doesn't belong will become so much easier. Yes. So I that's love really that. where I would start. Like I would start with what are your values and priorities right now today? Right. Because then if you're out at Target or whatever, and you're used to just kind of throwing things in the basket, you can look at those, look at things with intentionality mm -hmm. and say, does that fit the life that I see myself? What is right. my ideal life is? Like you have this image of it. And right. Like does the person I want to be, yeah. would they go by the stuff in the dollar bin at Target? <laughs> Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> Which is very easy to do, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's like really getting back to like who do you want to be right now? Yes. And I think once you figure that out and you're ready to move forward, then it's just about picking one small space yes. to dive into. I think the biggest mistake that I see is that people get kind of like um, organizational ADD for yeah. lack of a better uh, term, totally. where yeah. it's like, okay, like everything's a mess. I'm going to like putter around in my desk <laughs> for a minute and then I'm going to go to my closet and then, <laughs> you know, and like nothing ever gets really done. Totally. Oh my gosh. And so it's all this expended energy, but there's no real payoff. And so I think, um, and actually people can go to my website. I give away for free a little five minute, um, makeover kind of re fresher. Yes. Um, and so if you're just like, I don't know where to start, like go get that for free and, and you can start with like little bite-sized things. Right. Um, I do want right. to say, and an interject here, it's shiragill.com. And yes. I'm going to connect everything in the show notes, like on greatbigyes.com. All of the details will be there and how people can join um, the program and all of that stuff. But I do want to just say to everybody out there, if you're thinking about doing something like this, Shira um, over delivers. Like you're going to get so much good stuff. You're going to be so excited. So um, just oh, kind of wanted to pop that. Yeah. Wanted yeah. to pop that in there. And the program, I designed my program. It's called the Virtual Closet Makeover Program. And I think it's deceptive because I've had people write and say, you know, my whole house is a mess, but my closet's kind of fine. Like that's a place where I just close the door and don't care. Yeah. And A, I think the closet is super important because I think it's where you start and end every day. Um, and you know, your connection with your style and your stuff kind of starts there. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
really, I use the closet as a vehicle to teach how to think like an organized person, how to question your stuff. And I really take you through this process where at the end, you can apply the same skills to any other spaces in your home. Um, And I even just add this huge bonus module that gives my tips for every single room in the house um, once you've kind of graduated from the closet makeover program. Yep. So um, I do think if you feel really overloaded and overwhelmed and you don't know where to start, um, I highly recommend my program. <laughs> yes. And what I loved is you had like the Facebook page so everyone could talk to each other. So like, yes, you realize, you know, you're not alone. You realize like there's other people going through this and there's some like camaraderie and like laughing about stuff totally. too. that's really fun and you share ideas you're active on there sharing things too which is really nice um yeah that's kind of my fa- i mean and people are literally sharing like pictures of their sock drawer oh yeah, and- oh, yeah. i put my <laughs> towel that was like literally threadbare and people were like oh that's so good like people are like cheering you on which is like my favorite thing like i'm like chief cheerleader over here so i'm like good for you yay you know i love it um yeah, yeah. It makes you feel good to know you're, I mean, it's that whole misery loves company, but like we're all in the same boat, but like we're helping each other get out of it too. Like we're encouraging one another to like take ownership of it and be intentional and all of that. And so it just feels, um, it feels really good. I'm excited about what you're doing. So I want to ask you some questions, um, to that, like where, so you started this thing, like what, where do you go? So here you are, you're like helping a lot of people, right? So, but I'm sure you have days where you're kind of like, okay, what am I doing? Or if you feel discouraged, yeah. like do you have somewhere where you go that like feeds you, like, who, like, where do you go for, um, encouragement? Well, um, definitely my husband. Um, oh. yeah. <laughs> He's I love been, that. How long have you been married? Um, so we have been married, um, since, 20, uh, 12 years had to do some quick math, Um, but we met in, um, in, uh, 1997. So we have known each other for a very long time. And, um, and he really is my best friend and kind of biggest support system. And, and you brought him on, like you have something with him on there too, talking about like when your husband doesn't want to declutter. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he is a reformed slob, my husband. So um, one day I, we want to start a podcast about that. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. You should totally so do fun. That. Yes, we are definite like opposites attract, but, um, but yeah, I mean, he's been such a huge support to me and we have very different personalities. So I'm like high highs, low lows can be very dramatic about things. And he's like super steady and grounded. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I've had my business now for 10 years and probably once a year, I'm like, this is it. We're going under. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and he just reminds me like, this is just the way of things and there's ups and there's downs. And especially as an entrepreneur, you know, yes. um, and, and now I think I am finally after 10 years kind well, of trusting. <laughs> well, yeah. And here's the thing. I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people who listen to my podcast are interested in, and it's kind of what it's all about is like doing the thing that you're dreaming of. Right. And like yeah. following your dreams. And so being entrepreneurial, I love that you said that you've been in this, in the business 10 years. Cause here's the thing, like 
you are like exploding right now. There's a million really exciting things going on for you. You've been featured in all these things. Like you're doing these programs. It's super exciting. And I think sometimes people can look at that and be like, oh my gosh, well, look at what she's doing. It's like, well, you don't want to compare your day one to her year 10. Absolutely. No, it's true. And I used to do that. Like when I was starting out 10 years ago, I would see people in magazines and just think like, oh, like they're so far ahead of me. You know, I'll never be there. Right. And, you know, now I am the person in magazines with other people writing to me saying like, can I take you to coffee and pick your brain? And, but, but really like there have been so many vulnerable places along the way. And Even I think like five years into my business, which has always done, you know, objectively pretty well, I reached a point of like, I don't know if I can take, you know, the lack of continuity and I went on job interviews and, you know, got offered real, you know, (laughs) jobs with salaries and benefits. And, um, and it was like this little tiny voice in the back of my head that was like, don't give up on this quite yet. Like, Yes. Let's, let's give it another year. And, yes. and, you know, now I'm at this point in my career that I really couldn't even have imagined several yeah. years ago. And I think it's just about kind of having the, um, the stick-to-itiveness of being willing to face a lot of discomfort again. Right. That's kind of the name of the game is like, the more you open yourself up to feel uncomfortable and do things anyway, Um, I think the more successful you'll be. Well, I love that because I just gave up a job with a salary and benefits and all of that (laughs) um, to follow my dream. And what I really just, I love to share with the listeners too, is like when I called you for this podcast, like something that it was supposed to be working, wasn't working and you were like super understanding. And so we like regrouped and tried a new thing. And I just want to encourage people as they're starting out, like, in order to get where you're dreaming of being, like there has, there are those moments of like, just figuring it out. Like no one knows when they start exactly how to do everything. Like it's okay. You know? Absolutely. And I think like, you know, I've, I, I was in a, um, a mastermind group this year, a business mastermind with people that were way, way, way ahead of me. And I kind of got to see their behind the scenes and like everyone was a mess. Everyone was <laughs> struggling with things and having tech problems. And yes. you just see kind of the smoke and mirrors on, you know, Instagram yes. and people's websites. It's like the greatest hits reel. Yes. But you really have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. So oh, um, that's so good. It's so yeah. encouraging for people to know that, you know, I think um, it's easy to kind of be like, oh, forget it. It's too hard, but that's okay. Like in those hard spaces, you, you figure out that you're, you're tougher than you think and more courageous than you know. So, totally. Um, and I think like my, my feeling now is like really the only true failure is giving up or not trying at all. Yes. And I think yeah. as long as I feel like I'm trying and I'm taking risks, then it almost doesn't matter what happens because I feel like that sense of pride in knowing I put myself out there. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. So, um, I know we're running out of time, but I just, I have some questions I want to ask. I want to start asking everyone on the podcast. Cause it's like stuff that I love and I just want to oh, like what you love. So, um, and I, I try not to say like your favorite. Cause whenever someone says, what's your favorite <laughs> something, I get like stumped cause I don't want to pick one. So I'm just going to say, 
What okay. is a book that you love? Oh, okay. Um, ooh, so I love this book called The Compound Effect. Um, it's by Darren Hardy and um, it's nonfiction. All of the books I love tend to be nonfiction. Yep. And, um, and it's basically just about the principle of small, smart action over time equals massive results. Oh my gosh, um, I love it. I cannot wait. I'm getting it today. Yeah, it's the best. It's, and it's so, I mean, especially for your listeners who are, you know, entrepreneurs or even, yes. I mean, you can apply this to anything like losing weight, starting a business. Um, and, and I think what I love about it is that he makes it really accessible. Like he says, all of those kind of like overnight sensations, they yeah. were not overnight sensations. They were right. people that did the work every single day. That's what um, we're talking about. I love yeah. that. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. It's a really good read. It's awesome. Okay. Awesome. And then what's one of your, like, what do you, what movie do you love? Oh, um, well, so not surprisingly, I love um, the minimalism documentary um, by The Minimalists. I think the documentary is just called Minimalism. And, um, and it's a documentary all about kind of the quest for minimalism. And, it, um, and it's just brilliant. And it interviews people who live in tiny homes. And, you know, it's like cool. the stuff I just go crazy for. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's a new one. I love that. I love documentaries. That's fun. Yes. Um, who inspires you? Mm. God, um, I think it's more like, it's less of a specific person and it's more of a quality, I guess for me is, oh, yeah, I am really inspired by people, um, who have been through like really difficult circumstances, um, and had a lot of adversity who just keep going and are super tenacious. Um, so I love like any story about someone who like even Oprah comes to mind, you know, yeah. like grew up in poverty and, um, and, and look at what she's done with her life. Oh yeah. Um, that's the kind of thing that really inspires me. Ooh, I love that. And I love that word tenacious. We don't say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good it. word. Yes. Good word. Um, okay. And then what's one piece of good advice that you have been given? Mm. Um, I think it would be my mom who, you know, I've always been a pretty ambitious person and, you know, I love to travel. I, um, you know, even as a teenager, it was almost like my brain was exploding with all the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. And my mom said to me, you know, you can do everything, but not all at the same time. Oh my gosh, Shira, my mom said that same thing to me. Get I, out. No, yeah. I said, she said, she said it more when we were, when I was like in my probably like late twenties, early thirties and I had babies and she was like, you girls, yeah. she always was like, you girls, she's like, you girls, you want it all. And that's okay. You can have it all. You just can't have it all at the same time. Exactly. It really helped me because me too. I think it felt like, you know, I had so many, I was like, I want to write a book. I want to be on a TV show. I want to start a business. I want to travel the world. I want to have kids. And, <laughs> and I was kind of freaking out. And my mom was just like, all right, listen, like one thing at a time. And I have seen, like, I'm in my forties now and I have seen like in my life now, there have been seasons for different things. Yes. So I feel like, you know, I had the season of being a mom and having young kids. And that was kind of where the majority of my energy went. And 
now I feel like as my kids are getting older, I'm kind of embarking on this season of like really diving into my career. Um, and so that it just feels so much better to kind of hold that, um, that mindset that like, there is plenty of time, just you have to like take it one thing at a time. Yes. I love that. And I do feel like I remember reading a quote once that says something about like, if it's for you, like it's coming for you. Like you can't, like what's yours is yours. It's coming. I used to feel like maybe when you're younger and you're trying to accomplish everything all at the same time, that if you didn't hurry up, you were going to miss what was yours. Like you were great. And it's like, that's not possible. Uh huh. I love that. That's right. Like it's, if it's for you, it's coming, you're getting it. It's like, yeah. you know, you just, it's sometimes just the timing thing. And also what I have found is when I'm grasping for things and I'm striving for things and I'm hustling for things, and I'm not saying you don't need to work hard, but like when I'm almost like desperately grasping is when I'm not getting them. And when I relax into like who I am and like what is meant for me, mm-hmm. it comes freely. There's a, and people talk about this a lot, but there's like that flow. You're in the flow. That's different than like grasping and striving so hard for something. Absolutely. And I think I also like, as I am maturing as a human, am really learning to value constraint. And I think it's so hard when you have so many ideas and so many things you want to do. But what I found is if you really pick one or two and do them right, it feels so much better. Uh, it's almost like the same as the, um, with your house, like instead yeah. of trying to putter around in every room in the house, if you just do your closet or you just do your junk drawer all the way through, yes. it feels so much more fulfilling and gratifying. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. So before we go, I want you to have a chance to tell everyone about the program. So, Oh, sure. Okay. Okay, Yeah. So I mentioned it briefly, but basically um, my virtual closet makeover program is an opportunity um, to work with me from anywhere in the world. We have women from literally every continent except Antarctica, (laughs) which I'm holding out for. Um, But it is an opportunity to work with me at a um, greatly reduced price. So um, we are launching, I think the day this podcast comes out, which is New Year's Eve. And and we've sold out every season. So this will be the third time offering it. Um, And it will be a six-week program where every week Um, You get videos and you get workbooks and I host live Q&A calls and we have a private community. Um, So there's so much. You'll learn how to edit, how to organize, how to think like an organized person. Um, And at the end of the program, you should also have a shiny new closet filled only (laughs) with things that you love that uh, make you feel your best. Awesome. And so they can go to your website or your Instagram or do you want to put your, tell them? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll put the link um, for the sign up in the show notes. But if the easiest is if you just go to my website, which is Shira Gill, S H I R A G I L L dot com. Um, and then um, there is a tab closet makeover, and you can get your spot right there. We are doing an early bird special just through January 2nd, um, and then the price will go up. Um, and when you join, you'll also get instant access to all of these fun bonuses that the people in the program requested. So I did a packing tutorial, like how to pack like a minimalist for a trip. Um, I did a folding tutorial. I'm sharing all of my favorite organizing products. Um, so there's tons of fun stuff in there. 
I love it. I love it. And like I said, you definitely over deliver. So, and it's just fun. It's just, it feels so empowering. So I just want to thank you for just being on and um, just sharing uh, everything with people and helping me so much, but also just being fun and easy to talk to you. And like, <laughs> no, really, I think that's part of it is just the, uh, the approachability of you and like the way that you, even when you do the calls with people, the way that you just accept people for where they are. There's, there's a lot of grace and just like encouragement. And so I love that. So. Thank oh, thank you. Well, it's been super fun. I could talk to you all day. Thanks I for know. having me. I know it's <laughs> really fun. Thanks for being here and um, good luck with the program. I know it's going to be amazing and um, happy new year. Happy new year. Thank you.